here's the thing with World War Three, and it's very possible. You know, I mean, like I said, if Russia invades NATO members, it's very, very likely. And Russia has been very provocative with flying over America's airspace, trying to go to Poland's airspace, to see what they can get away with. Because, like I said, if one of their jets was shot down over Poland, that would give them every bit of excuse to try and invade Poland. And if that happened, it would it would be World War Three. Thirty different countries versus Russia, Turkey, China, and with China and Russia together, they have a lot of troops, but. They're not very well trained, is the thing. They have numbers, but they just don't have skills. And that's been very... It's been very well shown with this war with Ukraine that Russia is no match to even Ukraine, let alone America. And the thing is, with America, all we know is war. Ever since we took this land from the British, We've had nothing but war. You know, we had the Civil War, the American Revolution, the Gulf War, the Iraq War, the Afghanistan War, the war in Vietnam. We've been fighting since, I mean, fucking 1900s. Earlier than that, really, the 1800s. So, we know nothing but combat. And that's why Russia is scared of the United States. That's why they always say, if you end up getting involved, then there's going to be repercussions. Because they already know that if American troops were in there, they'd have three times more losses. We would just slaughter them. You know, I mean, it would be no comparison. Russia has seen what we did to Afghanistan. Russia seen what we did to Iraq. Russia seen what we did to Japan. And Russia knows that if they keep fucking around, they're going to find out, you know. So that's why they've just stayed in Ukraine. They haven't tried to go to any other neighboring countries to kind of sneak around because they know what would happen. It's, it's really a no-brainer. Like, they're not going to win. And they're going to get to where they're almost broke and they're desperate. And they're going to try and invade another country. Like Poland. Poland's on their shit list for being one of the first people to aid Ukraine. And Belarus is right there with Russia, so... Chechnya rebels that, you know, are kind of like Saudi Arabian suicide bombers, you know, that's the thing, is they're not going to win. Like I said, all this bullshit, all this money, all this shit that Russia is wasting their money on, gas and moving troops and shit, and it's just for nothing. They're just, they're just going bankrupt, slowly. And eventually, when they can't win the war and whatnot, they're going to get butt hurt. They're going to get, you know, pissed off. And they're going to try and make a provocative move. By take, trying to take over Poland, or trying to take over Romania, or trying to take over... They're going to make a provocative move. Which will also result in NATO making a provocative move. And then nuclear shit will happen and everybody loses. So that's the only option. Unless, you know, 
we take over Russia and Vladimir Putin is not to exist anymore. I can say this. Russia and whatnot likes to deal with the Wagner group and whatnot. But I can tell you there are many, many, many mercenary groups out there that get paid very good money. And they're a private contractor. They're not for America. They're not for Russia. They're not for anybody. They just money talks, bullshit walks. So if I was to pay somebody $500,000 or promise them $500,000 over the course of 10 years, they would do that shit. And it doesn't take a lot of intel to figure out where he hangs out, where he lives, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, a javelin missile or whatever it would take out a bulletproof car or whatever you wanted so javelin missiles are one of the most deadliest fucking things that you can have it could take out a bunker probably I don't know depending on what kind of rounds you have in it. it has very good penetration because when it shoots up in the air it comes right straight back down. It goes, it flies way up in the air and then it comes right back down. So, if you had three of those, I think they're a million dollars a piece. So, if you spent $3.5 million, you could level a whole fucking compound and nobody would live through it, I'm telling you. I can sit a whole mile away, two miles away, and sit in a fucking parking garage or something, and it's going to go right where I send it. So, I'm just saying, the technology out there is crazy nowadays, and if you look what happened to uh, Soleimani, I think that's his name, Qasem Soleimani, hmm. He got a missile straight to the face. And I think he deserved it. You know, he's a dirtbag. People that kill women and children and innocent people, they laugh about it and shit. Those are the type of people that deserve to be dealt with. So, I don't feel bad for... Salamani, I don't feel bad for Muammar Gaddafi. I don't feel bad for Osama bin Laden. Um, it's crazy because these people, they have families, you know. Especially like Osama bin Laden when they raided his compound. And that's something that, I don't know what happened to his kids or his wife or anything, but... That's something that those kids are going to have to live with for the rest of their life. And you got to think that these kids, they watched their father get kidnapped by American troops, pretty much. That's what they think. And then he was assassinated. So if you think for one second that these children of his don't hold a grudge towards Americans, you're fucking crazy. Think about it. If, if I lived here in America and I had some troops that came over from France or something and kidnapped my father and took him back and then killed him, I would be pissed at France. I would, I would hold a grudge for years. I mean, well, I mean, I don't really care about my father, so... But if they did that with my mother, yeah, it'd be a different story. I would, I would level the fucking Eiffel Tower and shit. It would, it would be complete chaos. And that's what fuels terrorism. You know, you got to think about it. These people have families, they have kids, and, and even though they're terrible people, you know, 
I'm sure when they went home, they weren't terrible to their kids. I don't know. I don't know. Who knows? But to think that his children are out there and they're not trying to be terrorists and shit, it's crazy. They were probably raised that way. I don't know how old they were, if they were 7, 10, 12, 15, who knows. But they were probably raised to hate America and to be a terrorist, to be part of Al-Qaeda. From the time that they could fucking speak. From the time that they were 2 or 3 years old, probably. And they lived in that toxic environment and, you know, like I said... We went and we took out Bin Laden, but we didn't take out his kids. We didn't take out his wife. We didn't, you know... And that's another thing. I'm sure the wife is probably really pissed off because now she doesn't have any money. She doesn't have anybody to support her. She has to find a new husband. And I don't know how things work over there in the Middle East, but I'm sure after you marry... Even if somebody dies, you can't remarry again. I think you can only get married once. So you become a widow, you know. So to say that there's not people out there that are still not salty about shit is crazy. China hates us. Russia hates us. Afghanistan hates us. Um, The list goes on and on. But at the end of the day, I mean, nobody's really making any moves. So, it has to say something, right? I mean, there's only so much shit you can get away with. And, like I said, that's why World War III is coming, because... With this Chinese weather balloon shit and Russia's bullshit, (laughs) it's not going to be very long. And see, at first it was just one weather balloon, then it was two, then it was three, then it was four. I couldn't figure out where they were coming from. Blah, blah, blah. Well, if you're tracking this shit, which they are, I can tell you that. NORAD was tracking all of them, I can tell you. And it took them a long time to even take out the one that was over... There was one over the Great Lakes, I think. There was one that was on over North Carolina or South Carolina. So here's the thing. The wind blows from the west to the east. So it had to make its way all the way through Canada, all the way through the jet stream, into America, and all the way to the other side by Myrtle Beach before it was actually shot down. That's crazy. That's fucking crazy. And the first one... Like I said, it was over one of the... I think it was Lake Huron. I don't know. The Canadian airspace and the United States both worked together on that one. But the second one or third one or whatever, it took them longer to respond to that one. And my whole thing is if there's nuclear weapons on it or biological agents or... It could have been spreading viruses and shit to people over numerous states. Who knows what the fuck they were doing? They were, you know, taking photos of America. I mean, they were taking photos of installations, airports, government facilities. They were spying. I mean, that's what it is. So, now... China has tried saying that within the past week or so they found a weather balloon over there. And they keep saying that, oh, it's the United States 
that sent this weather balloon. So they're trying to flip the card and say, well, since you guys are sending shit over here, that's why we are sending shit over there. That's not the case. So it's going to get really crazy here in a little bit. I don't know. I mean, it seems like a waste of money to put into this shit and then have it shot down. <laughs> Whatever. I mean, China and Russia will starve their people and not care. They've done it before in the past. In the 70s, Russia's people was so starved that America gave them like $300 million in chicken and, you know, $300 million in wheat and, you know, different shit. They gave them money to actually survive feed their people because they were starving Stalin was a piece of shit you know Putin is a piece of shit he doesn't care about his people period it's all smokescreen so and same thing with China they don't give a fuck about their people either because China knows that if they make a move towards Taiwan if they do they, they might take Taiwan. Maybe. And I don't think Taiwan is a part of the EU, but I think that they might have recently became a part of the NATO recently. I don't know. I have to double check that. But if China takes Taiwan, they know that the United States is going to sanction them to death. And when I say that, I mean, there's a lot of things that China gets from the United States. A lot of things, a lot of products. Whether it's wheat, whether it's aluminum, whether it's, you know, livestock, fuel for their jets, whatever. I mean, China has a lot of things that they import from other countries, and they know that... If they fuck up, we're going to stop doing business with them altogether. And when that happens, 500 million people can starve. So, maybe more. I mean, and right now, China's got that COVID shit still going on, whether they want to deny it or not. And to have a loss right now of 500 million people would not benefit China. So, that's why they've just been sitting around. They keep talking about it, talking about it. And maybe in five years, ten years, they might try and do something. But, I doubt it. I really doubt it. Because, like I said... If they take Taiwan, they're going to get sanctioned. They're going to starve their people, just like Russia. And then, we're probably going to send in troops from many different nations, even though they're not a NATO member. Taiwan and America and Taiwan and Japan and many other countries are very good friends. They're allies, no matter what. So, if China thinks that they're just going to go in and take over Taiwan and everything's going to be peachy keen, they're crazy. Because we're going to go in, the United States, Taiwan, Japan, and we're going to take it back. Because it's not China's to begin with. So, that could be World War Four. So we're dealing with two major wars right now that can end the world, or it could be a very catastrophic event. World War III between Russia 
in the United States and Ukraine and all that shit or World War Four, where we have to defend Taiwan it's really crazy right now and there's a lot of stress for America because we can't afford it you know we've been at war for years we've spent trillions of dollars if not more on war for the past 20 years if you look at China and you look at their troops they don't have any body armor they don't have any training they might know a little bit of hand-to-hand combat but one United States soldier could kill probably five, ten, maybe more. So the fact that they have all these troops, 500,000 troops or a million troops or whatever the fuck they say, they're not worth a fuck. They haven't seen a day of war in their life. Period. They get scared, run off, retreat. Half of them are probably going to fucking surrender. (laughs) Just like Russia. They're going to defect. That's exactly what's going to happen. Half of the troops in China would probably defect. Gives them a better life. Gets them away from the Chinese regime. So, you know, they keep saying they have all these troops and shit, but that doesn't mean a fucking thing when it comes to war, you know. And it's not just the United States. Because it's all of NATO. So, that's the reason why China and Russia can't get away with their bullshit. Because when you fuck around with one member, you have all the NATO members on you. That's the only thing that's keeping them in line right now. If we didn't have NATO, China and Russia would try and take over everything. Everything. I think NATO needs to build up some more members. I think, like I said, if Taiwan hasn't joined, they need to fucking join. And with all the money that we put over in Taiwan with missile defense and jets and shit, It would be crazy for Taiwan not to join NATO, to have more funding, to have more support. I'm going to have to Google that. Hold on. Let's see. Oh, I closed that out. Because I'm just curious. You know, I thought I had heard that at one time, that they, that Taiwan had joined NATO. Um... Or they were waiting to join it. Let's see. Okay, well the first thing that popped up is January 12th of this year. It said that a Taiwan officer reveals details of rare interaction with NATO. Now, they're not a part of NATO, supposedly, that's what it says, or they haven't been, but it says they attended a six-month academic program with senior officials in Italy, Um, and Taiwan claimed by China has no diplomatic relations with any NATO members, but has close defense ties. So, I mean... Like I said, you fuck with Taiwan, you fuck with the United States, and then when you fuck with the United States, then you end up in a war with NATO. So, that's basically what it boils down to. And, there's a thing that, you know, I mean, the reason why China doesn't want Taiwan to succeed is because Taiwan is a free country and believes... It's pretty much like America. They believe in freedoms, freedom of speech, freedom of expression. China doesn't like that. China wants people to live by the Communist Party. So, 
Taiwan has become very successful with microchips and semiconductors and everything and China doesn't like that because it shows other people that live in China that you could have a good life and be free over here you know instead of living there that's why China is a hater so it's gonna happen something is gonna happen eventually soon whether it's with Russia, whether it's with China, whether it's with Russia and China, I can tell you this. They don't want any part of it. They don't want to fuck around. Or else they would have already done it. And, you know, the ships that we have in the United States are really technologically advanced and everything now. But if we had the old ships that we had in the 70s, the 80s, that fired big-ass shells that were, I don't know, I can't remember how big they are, 108 millimeter cannons, who knows. It was basically like launching a Volkswagen at you. And they could sit offshore 20 miles away and pound the fuck out of you. And... People were scared of that shit. Everybody was scared of that. Because it was very powerful. It was very devastating. You could take out bunkers, hillsides. You could take out fucking airports and shit with it. 20, 30 fucking shells would just devastate something. And they just don't have that anymore. Some of those old warships, like Arizona and shit, they fired some big-ass rounds. Big-ass rounds. We need to bring that shit back to America. We need to open more steel facilities and processing refineries and bring that shit back. And we need to start stockpiling that shit. The weapons, the gunpowder, you know, everything. Take those old ships out of retirement. Hmm. There's nothing that's more scary than an old battleship that is pounding the fuck out of a coastline. Back then, I mean, nowadays we have machine guns and cruise missiles and shit and that's all fine and dandy cruise missiles are a thousand or a million dollars a piece and I'm sure they're very devastating but I'm sure it's a lot more cost effective to make big ass shells that can pound the fuck out of somebody and you know I always said if something works good then why change it People knew around the world of what these battleships did in World War II to the, you know, the coast of Normandy and everything. Fuck some shit up. And everybody remembered that, you know. If, if you could only imagine the gunfire exchange that was going on on the beach of Normandy, it was, it was complete chaos. It was like a death sentence. But had these ships that were sitting out 20 miles away, 10 miles away, there was, no, there was no way that these machine guns and these bunkers could even reach 10 miles away. So these ships used to sit out and just pound the fuck out of these hillsides and these bunkers. And you gotta think, being a troop that's actually on the beach, you, you know, the bullets that were flying alone was probably crazy as fuck. But then you got these big ass rounds and mortars and bombs that are going off around you. But when you look up in that hillside and you see these fucking cannons from the ships that are just pounding the fuck out of them, it probably gave you a little bit of hope. 
you know, or in any other war, you know, where they would just sit out and pound the fuck out of them. It probably gave them some hope. Nowadays, I mean, I don't want to say we went backwards, but we need that again. We need that kind of technology. Period. They talk about how it got so expensive to where they couldn't afford to make ammunition for it anymore. They couldn't afford to make the shells and shit anymore. It's a lame excuse. It's pretty lame. They made the Zumwalt destroyer here recently and let me see. Let me look up how much money they spent. Because I know it was a shitload of money. And it was almost for nothing. Let's see. And, you know, they, they talked about whenever they made the Zumwalt destroyer that it wasn't going to have the weapon system on it that they intended. So it's pretty much just a floating ship didn't have any really any defense systems so let's see it costed 22.4 billion dollars in research and development and then um, it also costed another 40 million to actually build the ship because it was so big they had to put it in another facility so you got $22.5 billion plus another $40 million just for a ship that um, doesn't have the weapon system that they intended, right? And it could still be outfitted with cruise missile bays and shit like that. Hopefully they've at least done that, but... What I was always curious about is they've had this fucking stupid railgun, right? And I don't know how much billions of dollars that's costed over the years to maintain and whatnot. Because they have to change the barrel out after so many times. And so here's the thing. Like, why didn't you put that on that destroyer? You've already spent fucking billions of dollars, $24 billion to build it. So why don't you take that fucking railgun, stick it on the destroyer, and, <clears throat> you know, it just doesn't make sense to me. Like I said, I hope that they put their, their brain in their head, but... They talked about how they were going to discontinue the railgun. And pretty much what the railgun is, is <clears throat> it's a electromagnetic cannon, and it fires a projectile, oh, about the size of a coffee can, probably, and it can hit something 20 plus miles away, very, very hard very destructive and like I said it costs a lot of money just to change out the barrels in it to maintain it and whatnot but hey if you want something that's going to take some shit out you're going to have to pay the money you got to pay the piper so whether you're paying the money towards old warships that need to be restored with more ammunition that needs to be restored or whether you're taking a magnetic railgun and retrofitting it either way you're gonna have to spend money that's what they don't understand like you you want to cancel shit you want to change shit and the shit's already built the zum wall is already built so why would you scrap and cancel some shit instead of just adding to it you know I don't know America some of the higher-ups in the American military need to be fired. The Navy Admiral and shit like that needs to be fired. 
just stupid. And <clears throat> it was the same thing with when they had these um, little cruiser ships. What do they call them? Um, not cruisers. They're smaller than cruisers, but like little patrol boats. I don't know what they call them, but they're like little patrol boats. And they got little machine guns on the front of them, and they're meant to go through, like, the rivers and shit. Little jet boats that, you know. And they ended up canceling them. I think they're called CWS. CWS ships. Let's see. Let me get on Google again. They've built like, I don't know, the, the littoral combat ships, the LCS, they canceled that mission and they spent, oh come on, um, it was 50 million dollars a year to support the cost for these ships and an opportunity to reinvest for 1.8 billion and you know these ships are they're pretty vital to what we need you know I mean not only can they go in shallow waters but they hold you know little dinghies, jet skis, troops you know get them up there close so you can drop them off it's kind of like having those you know if you ever watch world war ii and you've seen those ships that would drive out and just drop the troops off on the beach it's kind of like that except these ships have like machine gun turrets on the front they've got armor plating and they can drop troops out of the back but you know it's kind of the same theory I don't know. I mean, I don't think we should have wasted all the money to build the shit and then just abandon it. That's the thing with the with the Navy and the military is they just, they build this shit and then they abandon it five years later. And it's crazy. Like, what are you going to do if, like, when you abandon that contract, I'm pretty sure that if anything goes wrong with the engine or the ship itself, they're not going to be held responsible. So, I mean, when the ship starts deteriorating, it needs fixed, it needs help, and the American military is going to have to kind of pull a rabbit out of their ass and fix it themselves because the contractor isn't going to have anything to do with them. America needs to stop funding the CIA, the NSA, um, what else? I mean, I can go on and on. Let's see, the FTA, and whenever I mention all this shit, a lot of people from other countries don't even know what the fuck I'm saying, but America has like 13 different government agencies, and one of them is the CIA. Central Intelligence Agency, and they don't have to tell, you know, they get, they get the most funding out of the whole budget for America, they get the most funding, they get more funding than the military, and they don't have to, you know, if, if Congress questions them, or the people questions them on how they spend it, they don't have to tell anybody because it's a national security thing. And that's crazy, in my opinion. There needs to be some new laws written. Same thing with the FTA. Firearms, tobacco, alcohol. Now, the FTA should be a part of the federal marshals. Pretty much. 
but they have a whole other branch, a whole other leg, which costs more money, more funding for what the federal marshals should be doing anyways. Um, same thing with the NSA, the National Security Agency that wiretaps people's phones and looks at people's computers and spies on people. That doesn't really need to be an agency. We don't really need that. And, you know, the list goes on and on and on. Um, the FBI. The FBI and the CIA are like fucking brother and sister. Like, you really got to think back to like Abe Lincoln's day or before that. But, you know, even in Abe Lincoln's day, like, <clears throat> politics, people's rights, shit like that meant a lot back then. Back in the 1800s, early 1900s, people's rights meant a hell of a lot, especially more than what they do today. And that's the reason why the Founding Fathers wrote the independence the way they did and gave people constitutional rights. And, and to see the way that things have gone in the recent years compared to back then just scares the fuck out of me scares the fuck out of me because in the constitution it, it warns about governments municipalities and stuff that it you know protected against people getting their rights stripped and so nine times out of ten if you can pull up the original declaration of independence where it mentions this, where it talks about this, you can get out of a federal case instantly. But if you're dealing with a state government and a state court, it's completely different. And you can sue that state court in federal court if they end up violating your rights, but that takes a whole fucking... It takes a lot of time. It takes a lot of effort. Most federal courts um, won't take a case unless it's like, I don't know, $200,000 in damages. I don't know. It takes a lot of damages to be able to even get a federal case even seen. So, if, if you think that, you know... Uh, you know, like, you were verbally assaulted by a police officer and shit, you're not going to get that seen in a federal case. But if you have your rights trampled on, you were injured, you were wrongfully detained, and many other shit, <clears throat> then you might have a case. Maybe. But even then, you're going to be sitting on a waiting list, I can tell you that. And even then, if you do get a court case, um, for that kind of money, for that kind of risk, I would get a lawyer. Um, I know the law, I'm pretty good at the law, but when it comes to high-stake cases like that, it's just best to get a lawyer. I mean, you're going to have the money to pay him when you get done. He might want... 40%. He gets 40, you get 60. That's usually how it works. Um, but even then, you got a $400,000 lawsuit, a million dollar lawsuit. You know, it's not a very bad payday. So, I learned all my law shit from Google and from experience and you know there's certain things that people don't know there's court procedures that people don't know um, just a certain way that the courts runs there's certain paperwork that you have to file 
and whatnot. So becoming your own lawyer is very possible without a degree if you have the experience, the street smarts, you can research from other lawyers. Um, it's very possible for you to represent yourself nowadays. And that's what I did. I mean, I didn't have the money to get a lawyer. It's very expensive. It's like $2,000 retainment fee. Plus, you got to pay him for his hourly rate. And, you know, you could come out paying him $5,000. Who knows? Or you can stay up for countless hours and do a little bit of Google research, watch some YouTube videos, and be your own lawyer. That's basically what I did. <clears throat> the thing you got to think about is when you're going to court, <clears throat> it's all about let's make a deal. The state's attorney or the prosecutor or whatever, they just want to make a deal. And at the end of the day, if you know that you have all your ducks lined up and they have no evidence and they have no... Then you already know that you've got them wrapped around your finger. You know, there's no way for them to prove without a reasonable doubt then you've got them wrapped around your finger. And so... They come to you and they say, oh, well, we're going to charge you with a DUI and we're going to give you $1,500 fine and you're going to have to take classes and you're going to have to get a breathalyzer device and pay for that. And No, no thank you. No thank you. That's what it all comes down to. And like I said, the prosecutor goes back to the judge and says, Hey, he's not willing to accept that. He wants to take it to trial. And in, in America, you have the right to a trial. Especially when it comes down to shit like that. I mean, you have the right to a speedy trial. It wasn't necessarily speedy, I could tell you that. And, you know, the first time I went into court, um, <laughs> it was funny because uh, they kept asking me if I had any representation, if I had a lawyer or not. I'm like, no, I don't have a lawyer. I'm uh, representing myself. I'm doing it prose. Prose is Latin for yourself or representing yourself or something. But it's the legal term that you use when you file paperwork. It's prose. Now, I never went down and filed any paperwork, and I probably should have, looking back at it. And legally, I don't think you have to because if you're representing yourself, I feel like there's no paperwork that really needs to be involved. Um, you're the representative. You're the witness. You know what happened. There's not really any paperwork that you really need to be obliged to sign. I mean, you don't have, I don't know. It's weird in America. But I didn't sign any paperwork. Usually you gotta go down to the clerk's office, sign out paperwork for who's representing you, blah, 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 blah. I never did that. And so I showed up to the first court session and he was like, you have any representation? I said, no, I'm doing it myself. So then he put a recess on it like, we'll come back this date, and blah, blah, blah. And when I went back, he said, you have any representation, or are you still going to represent yourself? And I said, I'm going to represent myself. So he said, okay, well, come back in another 30 days. We'll have a recess. And it was really getting annoying. After, like, nine months, 
of this same shit. And I expected them for me to quit, for me to just give up, not show up to court. And there was actually one or two times where I didn't show up to court, I had to turn myself in, sit in jail all night just because I didn't show up to court. But it was worth it. In the end run, I mean, I got to one of the last hearings and they were like, okay, if you're not going to take the $1,500 fine and the courses and the charge and all that shit, we'll just give you reckless driving with a year of supervision. And what that means is a year of supervision means if you don't get in any trouble in a year, then it just falls off your record. And reckless driving is a lot better than getting a DUI here in my state. So they didn't have any chemical evidence that I was drunk because I refused a breathalyzer. That costed me my license for a whole year for not blowing. But if I lose my license for a year, that's well worth it instead of getting a DUI. You gotta be smart. You gotta think about shit. And this smart ass cop that was like, what law degree do you have? I said, you dumbass, you don't have to have a law degree to be a cop. They hire you straight out of high school. <clears throat> so anyways, you know, don't be stupid. Don't be ignorant of the law. Figure it out. Nobody knows what happened that night except for you. So if you get a lawyer or whatever and they're like, you still got to tell them what you know. So really, I mean, the only thing that the lawyer knows how to do is court procedures and paperwork, pretty much. Anything else is like cake work. So, from a Joe Blow, a random guy, I can tell you, I spent countless hours on YouTube. You can, you can be your own lawyer. You just gotta be a smart individual, mind your P's and Q's, talk to the judge in the right way with court procedures and whatnot, and have your paperwork filed. That's all you got to do. So you can save yourself $5,000 or more if you're just are smart about shit. So anywho, I'm going to go ahead and end this because it's 53 minutes in. And after it gets to 55, it's probably going to cancel everything out. So until the next one, it was real. It was fun. But it wasn't real fun. Deuces.